Hello, and welcome to the Vevolution podcast. Since starting in late 2016, Vevolution has been creating inspiring events for the plant-powered generation. Each episode of this podcast will share with you stories and ideas told by plant-based thought leaders from the Vevolution stage. Amy O'Dean is the campaigns manager at ProVeg International, a leading food awareness organization. In this talk, she speaks about the work that ProVeg does for school children's health with the School Plates campaign. This talk was recorded on the Eat Drink Vegan stage at Vevolution Festival 2018. Good morning everyone, um, thank you so much for coming to attend my talk here at the fantastic Vevolution Festival, thank you to Eat Drink Vegan. Um, my name is Amy O'Dean and I'm the campaigns manager for ProVeg UK. I'm going to talk you through our School Plates programme this morning and why we believe our approach is so effective as we influence one million meals at a time. ProVeg, for those of you who don't know, is an international food awareness organisation, active in six countries and ever-expanding. Our vision is a world where everyone chooses delicious and healthy food that's good for all humans, animals and our planet. And our mission is to reduce the global consumption of animals by 50% by the year 2040, and we call this 50 by 40. We have five pros, which we look to in order to influence our approach for each different programme. And these are pro-health, pro-animals, pro-environment, pro-justice and pro-taste. At ProVeg, we collaborate with governments, public institutions, private companies, medical professionals and the public to help the world transition to a more plant-based society and economy that's suitable for all. Our focus is centred around activating organisations and institutions rather than working with the individual, as we believe this is where we can have the most impact. We're all about making the most impact we can, and we do this by being both strategic and pragmatic in our work. When ProVeg UK launched last year, we looked at what all of the other amazing organisations were working on, and it was clear that public institutions, and particularly schools, needed more support. We wanted to make a positive contribution to the movement whilst thinking strategically about how we could have the biggest impact. In June this year, we launched School Plates, a programme designed to support local councils, schools and caterers to make five small changes that make a big difference to the health of the pupils, the health of the planet and save money. Derek Sarno, if you don't know him by name, you've probably seen and eaten his range of wicked healthy food in Tesco, is an ambassador for School Plates and has supported us from the beginning. And I just want to read a statement from Derek about our programme. As both a chef and person that creates food for customers and loved ones to consume and process in their bodies, I came to the realisation that true innovation comes with a responsibility from which I can no longer disconnect. It's much bigger than just how food tastes, although it must taste good. Food is powerful, empowering, and over time can promote or destroy good health in both our bodies and the environment. School Plates does not seek to persuade you or anyone else to think the same as me. It simply asks that we work together to help kids to eat more plants. And I think the five recommendations in this program are a great starting point. They yield wide-ranging benefits and are less expensive in both the short and long term. What's not to love? And of course, we agree. 
We're passionate about our programme and we believe that public authorities have a responsibility to educate and to set an example of best practice to the younger generation. So, what is school plates? We're working with local councils to introduce five small menu changes. We explain the many benefits of plant-based foods and that they can make a big difference to children's health, the health of the environment, as well as saving them money. And as I'm sure you can imagine, this is, obvious, this is um, often a main driver, saving money. Animal produce is some of the most expensive produce we buy. And so when recipes we provide can be made for a fraction of the price, there's truly few reasons for them to say no. It's also important for you to know that even though we are all animal people and are vegan for the animals, we know that the most effective way to promote change at an institutional level is to talk money. With this in mind, we make school plates work for them financially. And you can see this in the later slides, just how effective this is. We tailor our message for our audience, acknowledging that people in power, the decision makers, need to hear a tailored researched message that's suitable for them. So I'm just going to talk you through the five small changes and the differences that they make. So number one is to ensure that there's meat-free meals offered daily. Now, the government currently recommend this, which is a great start. However, they don't specify kind of how nutritionally sound that meal could be. And so some schools decide to put a jack of potato with cheese or beans on every day and would suggest that a vegetarian child could go to school and have this all week and that that would be nutritionally sound. And of course, we disagree. We want to make sure that one of the, one of the top options on that menu is a really great tasting, really healthy dish that's either vegetarian or plant-based and so that's number one number two to make the meat-free meal different to the meat-based one now this is really interesting in terms of the psychology of choice so for example um, we've seen menus where they have a cottage pie as option one and then option two is a vegetarian cottage pie now as you can imagine only the vegetarian students or plant-based or people with uh, specific food intolerances actually choose that option and so just by changing it up so by putting cottage pie as the first option and the second option is a lasagna with a v or a ve in brackets to show that it's plant-based or vegetarian it's a true choice we're not just saying this meal is for vegetarians we're saying anyone with any intolerance any faith any student can choose this meal because it's just a lasagna and actually that just creates that fair choice for those students Number three is to have at least one meat-free day a week. So I'm, I'm sure you've all heard of Paul McCartney's Meat-Free Monday. Um, we don't specify it has to be a Monday. Any day is equally as good. We'll go, we'll take anything. Um, but that all of the meals on that day, um, if they're using our recipes, would be plant-based, but at least, at the very least, would be meat-free. So we know on that day, once a week, every single child and staff member that, that eats in that canteen will be eating a plant-based or vegetarian meal. And then we go down to the wording. So to ensure that the wording doesn't suggest that the meat-free meal is inferior. So quite often we find with school and council menus is that we've got option one at the top and then we've got option two. Both will be predominantly meat-based. And then we've got a vegetarian line. So again, only the vegetarian students are looking to that line because everyone else thinks that that language denotes that you have to be vegetarian to eat that. You know, you'll know when you go into a restaurant if you don't stand, if they don't put them on the menu and you get a separate vegan 
vegan and vegetarian menu. If you weren't vegan or vegetarian, generally you wouldn't ask for that menu. And it's the same when they sort of cordon them off so you get a standard menu and in the corner it's got the vegetarian dishes. Unless you kind of classify yourself in that way, you're unlikely to go to that section on the menu. Whereas what we want to do is just get them all in the mix, get them all in there, use language that suggests that they're all just standard meals and you can choose from any of them. The other one with this is that we tend to over-describe. So we tend to say things like lentil bean and chickpea burger. Now, for some students, primary particularly, which is who we're working with, don't know what a lentil is necessarily. Um, don't think that that sounds particularly appetizing. Whereas what we say to the students is, uh, is to the councils and schools, sorry, is just to call it a burger, but put a V in brackets or a VE if it's plant-based, then the students are just getting a burger. And because we've listened to Derek Sarno and it tastes amazing, they'll have it time and time again and they'll come back next time that's on the menu and it hasn't contained any animal produce. Um, there's a really great story for number four as well. There was a school that we're working with who were really, really trying. They were really keen on getting uh, students to choose the more veg-heavy options. Um, and in order to do this, they decided to use a broccoli icon and to highlight that meal on the menu with little broccolis everywhere. Now... I don't know about you, but if anything screams to a primary school student, please don't choose this option. It would be broccoli icons. And so it's things like this that we're the psychology of choice and how we want students to engage with food, that these plant-based options are just normal options and you can have them regardless of your dietary requirements. And the last one is to take all processed red meat off the menu. So in 2015, the World Health Organization classified processed red meat as a group one carcinogen in the same category as asbestos, tobacco and arsenic. And so for us, this is an absolute no-brainer. We cannot be serving foods that are a known cause of cancer to our school students. And so we ask that this is removed. So there are five asks in a nutshell. And I want to just show you here what they look like within a menu. So say that this is a standardized school menu that we've kind of improved. So you can see every day with the V's and V's that they're getting number one because there's at least a meat-free option every day. And then if we look to Tuesday, we've, we've gone from cottage pie and vegetarian cottage pie to cottage pie and lasagna. And one of those is plant-based. And so at least on that day, there's a true choice for those students. Wednesday here is the meat-free day. And the language change on Thursday, so the lentil and pea burger is just changed to burger. It doesn't matter to the students. If they just fancy a burger that day, that's what they're going to choose. And then uh, on the Monday, we've just swapped out the sausages, which would be classed as this carcinogenic, um, to be veggie or vegan sausages. And so we've removed that red processed meat from the menu. The programme has been a huge success. And since the launch in June, we have 3.1 million meals committed to change from meat-based to meat-free over the next 12 months. And we're just getting started. Each week, we have new inquiries for new council bodies and schools hearing about our programme and wanting to get involved. It really seems like now's the time. As you'll know, we're not campaigning for vegan students to have a vegan meal or asking schools to be vegan overnight, although of course this is the dream. We're just making sure that plant-based foods are planted into public institutions as the norm and all students, not just those with specific food intolerances or preferences, have access to food options that are great for their health, great for the planet and taste amazing too. 
Now, I want to share with you today some statistics as to show why School Plates is such an effective and measurable program. I'm going to compare the impact of individuals going vegan versus institutions becoming more plant-based. So you can see the difference and our approach in practice. So here we've got one person. Now we're suggesting that they go plant-based or vegan at the age of 25 and they live to be 80 years old. So their lifespan of veganism or plant-based nutrition is over 55 years. And so with three meals a day, that's 1,095 meals per year, times by the 55 years of that person's lifespan. And we get 60,000 meals that would previously have been meat-based to now being meat-free or plant-based. Now let's compare that to one school. So we've got one school that has 100 students and all they've decided to do is adopt our one meat-free day. So we know within that meat-free day, every single student in that school will be having a meat-free meal, ideally plant-based. And here that now almost triples to 3,700 meals per year and we're affecting 203,000 over that 55-year period. And this is just from one conversation. So this is one conversation with one head teacher. So it's still kind of an individual to individual conversation, but we're affecting this amount of meals. Now let's look to a council. So one council body across the UK that has maybe 100 schools. And again, they're just adopting one of our asks, the meat-free day. And so now we're up to 3, uh, 370,000 meals per year. And over this lifespan, we're looking at 20 million meals that are converted. And again, this is just one of our asks. Let's look at one council with the same 100 schools, but they're going to do two of our asks. So they're doing the meat-free day, and they're making sure that there's a great taste in plant-based option every day. And from our research, we would suggest that if the language is right and it looks good, about 50% of students, more or less, will choose that option. And so here we're looking at a million meals per year. And that'll be every year. So for the next 50, so over that 55 year span, same as the one person, we're looking at 61 million meals that are converted from previously being meat-based to being meat-free. Now, let's just say School Plates is doing really well. We've got every single council across the country on board. Now, there are 418 council bodies across the UK and a total of about 10 million, primary, uh, 10 million pupils in school at any one time. Let's say we implement School Plates in all of these and we're looking at 379, 380 million meals per year that we can convert from previously being meat-based to now being meat-free. And I'm not even sure if I can pronounce this one, but it's about 20, up to nearly 21 billion over that 55 year period, the same as that one person. Now, I'm just going to show you quickly what this looks like in good old pie chart form to try and um, see what that looks like. So this is the one person and they're filling 100% of the space at the moment. Then we move to one school. So we've got uh, the adding the 3,700 per annum. And as you can see, that's taking up a third of that space when we've added that in. Then we've got the one council. Now that individual person is sort of starting to disappear a bit because we've got that whole council in there with 370,000 over the year. And that was with the one change. And now this orange is that one council with two changes. And so that again is taking up sort of um, three quarters of that space there. And then just for good measure, this is what it would look like when we dominate all of the councils across the UK and they adopt just our meat-free day. And this is what it starts to look like. 
We found the process of school plays to be incredibly rewarding. Each time one school makes just one of our small changes, we know in our minds that this means big numbers. And large amounts of students who would ordinarily have little choice but to consume animal products every day, being shown and invited to try the amazing foods we can create with plants. And of course, we also have in our minds the numbers of animal lives saved. I'd like to talk to you about the power of one. Your power as an individual to have one conversation with one decision maker who can influence one million meals at a time. This is the power you have when speaking to the right person, be this a head of school, head of food services in a council, up to the head of procurement at Unilever. And this is the basis for all of the work we do at ProVeg. How can we affect the most change? And what is the quickest route that will get us closest to our 50 by 40 target? As we influence public sector institutions, as the meals put before students shift, plant-based meals are meals that students get used to eating and consuming. Subconsciously, healthy eating habits and patterns are established. The World Health Organization states that children who were obese in childhood are more likely to remain obese into adulthood and develop life-threatening and debilitating conditions as a result. And so it's vital that schools and public institutions are setting a healthy example to our younger generations. Our five small changes are so easy for schools and councils to adopt and are neither difficult nor time-consuming. There's truly little reason to say no. We offer free chef training and a free nutritionist to help the schools along if they're struggling with recipe ideas too. When in that one meeting with that one decision maker, we ask them, if we can enhance the health of our pupils, help protect them from killer diseases in the long term, reduce our impact on the environment and save money all at the same time, why wouldn't we? Our call to action today is to ask you, to have one conversation with one decision maker, to implement one or all of our five small changes and to help us influence one million meals at a time. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us some positive feedback on iTunes or wherever you listen to this podcast. By doing this, you'll be helping get messages about inspirational, positive, plant-powered living into people's earbuds. Until the next time, take care and we'll look forward to seeing you soon.